Kids have all been out of school. I have four kids. Three go to school, and I don't, I don't have them going to school because I don't want them to be segregated. I hear too many things about you know kids being uh, kept separately because they're not vaccinated. They can't play in the sports. They can't even be in the same room. If they are close contact, they have to go home. But if you're vaccinated, you get to stay there, right? So I just want my kids to go back to school and not be having to wear this uh, bacteria-ridden masks and uh, you know to have a normal life masks are not normal covid mandates are not normal you need to understand what you're doing is illegal and you guys on the front lines you got to stand up against this too and say okay what law are we enforcing if you're going to enforce this you need to know what you're doing do you, you choose to, to do what you're told or do you choose to do what's right exactly they're just doing their job they did in nazi germany you know i think they were just you can shove your vaccine mandates up your ass. You can shove your vaccine mandates. Shove your vaccine mandates. You can shove your vaccine mandates up your ass. But don't tell me that they're going to send my kid to an elementary school and give them a shot without telling my mama. That's not going to happen. That is wrong. Somebody needs to go to jail when that happens. So we're out here to declare this together in unity. We will stand in unity as one voice this day and each day. No medical segregation in our body. like you know the overthrow of the kingdom of Hawaii and the annexation and then also even in World War II like Japanese culture was kind of wiped out for a bit when you know like my grandpa they took Japanese language out of his school it is a history it's a history that they have proven and time and time again to lie to manipulate and again the control so if we don't start being our own activists for ourselves and being our own lioness lion inside. We need more people to rise up. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have two of the bravest, courageous women coming on to the program today. One is Jessica Priya and her friend Jane Galuzzi. They are so inspirational to me and hopefully to you. They're working so hard to 
fight for freedoms in Hawaii. What people don't realize is Hawaii is essentially an open-air prison. The United States itself isn't so bad compared to Hawaii. And let me tell you why. Hawaii is more like New York or L.A., maybe even like Minneapolis, probably worse than Minneapolis. But they can't go anywhere. At least if you're in L.A., you can drive out of the county or drive out of the city and have some freedom. Or if it's really bad, you can drive to another state. In Hawaii, you can't go anywhere. If you're not vaxxed, you can't you can't leave the state. You can't go to most restaurants or any other restaurants, from what I understand. Banking is a problem because you have to wear a mask. And so if you have a medical condition or, or whatever, you just can't bank. Like the, people are, are losing their accounts if they can't wear a mask. And they don't have drive-throughs like they have in many other states, like they have in my state. So Hawaii is just a hellhole as far as discrimination and the way they're treating the children in the schools. It is San Francisco on steroids, I think, when I'm listening to it. I guess it's it's like San Francisco. It's just you're stuck there in this box, and I think I would just go crazy. So we're going to talk about that today. Hawaii is so far out of bounds. I think it's what they want wanted for the whole country, except they were going to take it that one step further with boosters because the governor in Hawaii wanted people to have boosters in order to be considered vaccinated. But he, they're kind of backpedaling now on that. I think they wanted to have a lockdown type situation like they have in Hawaii and then just keep implementing more and more and more. It's just complete tyranny. And you'll hear what they're experiencing there. I'm hoping that this truck truckers convoy and all the pushback eventually reaches Hawaii and these poor souls get some freedom, get some respite from their tyranny that they've been under. I, you know, I can't believe that there's so many people in one place that puts up with it. But like they said, they have a history of tyranny. They have a lot of Japanese, a lot of Hawaiian folks who have been beaten down. And so there's this, this culture of almost accepting tyranny. And so that's why it's even more important that they fight back. So before we get into this really interesting interview, I want to talk to you about a new product that I have called Silver Elixir Serum. And it's nature's most powerful antibiotic. I just published an article showing that 97% of our antibiotics are coming from China. And we are having some major supply issues, as you know, over 160 some medications are in short supply and danger of people not having what they need. And if you have a life-saving drug that you need to keep you alive, you better make sure you stock up on it because people are, there's a good chance that you might not be able to get it. And from an antibiotic standpoint, I really think having some of this just in your medicine cabinet, just in case, would be a good idea. Plus, it's I think it's better for you than regular antibiotics. But also, let's say something happens, and with 97% of the antibiotics coming from China, I just wouldn't trust in the next couple years that we're going to have access to antibiotics. And so having this in your medicine cabinet is really a smart thing to do. And so you can get that at sarahwestall.com. And what I got to tell you is that it's 
800 times stronger than other ones, the other ones you can get on the market because it's much more concentrated. You use less and it absorbs over 200 times more than most of the other ones on the market. So it's more effective and it'll end up being less expensive for you too because you use less. So it's such a great product. And while you're there, please sign up for my newsletter. It's how you're going to get all the notifications of my shows and the published articles that I have been doing. So let's get into this really interesting discussion with Jane and Jessica. Hi, Jane and Jessica. Welcome to the program. Hello. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm glad that you're here. I know that um, people talk about New York and Los Angeles, but they don't realize how bad it is in Hawaii and what they're doing to the people of Hawaii with these mandates and lockdowns. Would you say that you feel like you're in like New Zealand or or Australia and nobody in the United States really understands? Would you like to speak on that? (laughs) Uh, You know, we're kind of looking at New Zealand and Australia and hoping that doesn't happen here. We feel like we're a little bit in the middle, like that's pretty drastic and we're in the middle. And then we see freer states in the US and we wish that we were like Texas and Florida. So we're kind of the ugly stepsister, like wondering what's going to happen to us if we're going to be treated nicely or if we're going to go into these crazy quarantine camps and things like that. Yeah, the camps are really crazy. Are you seeing camps being set up in Hawaii? So there is a camp out here. There are camps actually throughout the entire U.S. I have a map of them. Um, I have not physically gone there. I also have been speaking to people in Australia um, and I actually flew to Kauai for an event and his family, he was talking about it. Again, these are just, it's insane what's going on in other countries and the severity. My best friend actually lives in New Zealand. um, And so that's a whole nother something talking to her because again, we might not align completely on everything, but the restrictions are just off the wall. I am terrified right now because there is a bill by Ed Case um, that's being proposed and we need to speak out against this. This is actually a very scary thing. And people say flight is privilege and flying is not a privilege when you're on an island um, at all. It's our, it's our right. And so again, I can only imagine not being able to fly even to another island. We don't have ferries. We only have one ferry going from Maui to Lanai. So like we have to consider these things. We don't even have a system by boat to get to and from. So for me, that's pretty terrifying, actually. Yeah. So you feel like you're really restricted on a small area of land. You can't go anywhere. So I would like to see that map of the concentration camps that you have, because (laughs) I think that is something that people are really, um, really worried about. Are there ones in Hawaii? We have one in Honolulu, so, and that's the island that we're on right now. Um, And so they're basically, I can't remember the actual name of them. And so they're kind of like FEMA camps pretty much. And they're, they're saying that they're friendly, that they're this and that. But again, um, there's always that chance. I mean, that was my starting point in all of this was saying that they would mandate these, these shots essentially. And I was just like, wait, what? You're going to come to my home? and inject me with something against my will, like that's what kind of projected me. And then if I don't, where are you going to take me? How is that going to work? Is this going to be like an Anne Frank situation? Is someone going to have to hide me out? I, 
because everything in my body says, absolutely. No, I'm not putting that into my body. So. Well, the, the facts are coming out that it's mm-hmm. way more dangerous than COVID itself, especially for people your age that are young, you still want to have babies, I would think maybe you're already mothers. I don't know, but who wants to take something that's going to risk your fertility? It's ridiculous. I told my daughter, I'm not paying for your college if you take the shot and she, you know, she doesn't want to, and she started investigating herself. She's very glad she didn't, but the risk to young women for fertility is, is just way too high. Not, you know, not even counting the blood clots and the other issues. Now for men, myocarditis is many, many times more risky than dying from COVID. And once you get that you're that's a death sentence. It's interesting that you mentioned that because I just listened to Peter McCullough this morning um, and his like it's a three minute clip and he's talking about the statistics of myocarditis and I'm just like stop like it it terrifies me and I have a nephew who's 13 I don't have children but yes I would like to have children so yes I'm worried about what I'm injecting in my body and I worry for my nephew and his future as well yeah I mean that this this is a real reality for you you know especially the young people I feel for you because you're dealing with a lot of stuff that you know, that I didn't have to deal with when I was your age. And it's very sad and protecting your body so that you can have a family, especially people who have their head screwed on straight like you guys. But let's talk a little bit more about what's going on in Hawaii, because I think Hawaii, would you say it's more in line with LA or New York? Or would you say it's maybe even worse than there? Yeah, we're definitely in line ideology with LA and New York. I mean, I've been doing polls on my Instagram, just asking, you know, what do you think of the mandates? Yes or no. And everyone that wants the government mandates, that wants the restrictions, that wants you to wear your mask, I check out where they're from and they're all from LA, New York and Hawaii. Yeah, isn't it crazy? But wonder how many of those people are trolls or if they're legit. And I, you know, I'm in the Twin Cities. Yeah, they're real people. I went to high school with them and I went to Punahou. It's a really, you know, private school here, great education. And they are the ones that seem to be voicing this the loudest. And I'm surprised because they're my classmates and we were taught to use critical thinking, investigate things. And they truly believe that the government mandates are the way to go. And because the government's there to help you. Yeah, they think that the government's here to help us. They have been listening to the news. You know, we are on an island, so we're isolated from other perspectives. And you can look at other states and think, oh, well, that's, you know, Texas. They have more resources than us. Well, we gave a lot of money throughout this pandemic for more ICU beds. So why are we still harping on that point that, oh, we don't have enough resources? We should have enough resources by now. It's been two years and we should be able to take the masks off. 70 plus percent of our population is vaccinated as well. So it seems like all the tools have been either misused or not put in place. And we're still suffering from having to wear these masks and suffering under these mandates. Do you feel that you're in the minority being in the younger generation? Do you feel like you're in the minority of people that actually see the truth? And I mean, the numbers, all you have to do is pay attention to the data. So I have thoughts on this um, because unfortunately, our island, we're a melting pot. So we have such a variety of cultures and people. It's also the most beautiful thing about Hawaii, like when you come here um, and seeing that. But in that, again, culturally, a lot of people are just more obedient and just listen and don't want to ruffle feathers. And um, 
that's what I find a lot. I mean, literally our governor got on and spoke about how people are still wearing masks outside. And in my opinion, it was an insult calling them sheep because it's not a requirement. And people are driving in their cars by themselves with masks on and walking the streets. Like it's, it blows my mind. You're by yourself. Like, I don't know what you think, how a virus spreads, but that's not the way to protect yourself either. Um, and it does worry me because the misinformation is constantly told by the other side, right? And we are told all the time, no, that's a lie, that's a lie. And it's like, actually, there are studies. Actually, I can show you, but it's almost um, this complete disconnect. And, you know, that psychosis that they've been talking about. So I do believe that there are 30% who, you know, I can't speak to. I don't want to speak to, to try and convince them. Whatever you believe, you believe. But then there is this limbo of this 40% that I still feel like are open and yep. follow the herd. So my goal is to talk to those people and educate them. We have so much information and they sometimes don't even want to look at it at all. It's shocking to me because for me, critical thinking is everything. Like whatever is the best for you. I was going to say about the mass psychosis, what's really going on in that phenomena is people feel like they belong to a group. So let's say they belong to the Democrats or something. And so they listen to their group. And once somebody from their group is not saying what they, they believe, their critical skills go off because they were tribal animals, if you will. And instead of thinking logically, their emotion triggers. And then they can't think logically about mm -hmm. it. It's all yeah, an emotional when, yeah. based response. When you're in fight and flight, you can't really make decisions clearly because yeah, you're in that response. And, and that's what you're seeing with the, with people, because we got to reach a lot more of these young people. I'm my, um, my daughter's at the university of Minnesota and the twin cities area is very much like LA or New York. It's probably not as bad, but we have vaccine passports that they just put in place last week which is absolutely crazy because they know it doesn't even work. We have passports put in place for a vaccine that doesn't even flip and work. Do you guys have vaccine passports in Hawaii now yeah. across the entire state? Yeah, we do. And it's up to the business owner to really enforce it. So the state is putting the burden on the businesses. Some of them have hired extra security guards to do this work and other restaurants are relying on their employees to do it. It's extremely stressful for them to add more work to them and then having the angry citizens that don't want to comply. So it really is putting the businesses in a bad position and the government is forcing them to do it. Yeah. And are you, I saw a video that you sent me showing that you can't even do banking unless you have a mask and you comply. Do they have alternatives? Like, can you do a drive-through? You know, that whole situation, I didn't wear a mask and they ended up retaliating against me and closing my account for not wearing a mask. Their alternative was to have me stand outside in a doorway in a walkway where I was being harassed by angry citizens telling me to put on a mask. And it really wasn't a great alternative. They did say that they have service people in their cars and other things like that. But we're now this is a slippery slope. Like we're going into segregation here. We have people who don't want to get the vaccine and they're not allowed to go to a restaurant. We have someone that doesn't want to wear a mask and they're not allowed to do their banking. And actually they're retaliated against and their accounts closed. You know, none of these staff are our medical professionals. In the emergency order, it says that you can have exemptions for medical reasons. One yep. of them that it interferes with your health, which a mask in general interferes with a healthy person's health. So why should anyone be not exempt from this, right? Why do or you even anxiety. need a doctor's note? 
exactly. Yeah. There's a mental side to it, but you know, I was just talking to a manager of times, a supermarket, it's a grocery store. And I was like, you know, why, what like kind of pushes you guys to enforce this? He said, well, it's when the customers start complaining and pointing someone out and saying that person's not wearing a mask, go get them, go get them. So it really is this us against you. Why aren't you complying? I got the vaccine. You should take it too. Like you're the problem. You're the problem. And then they just tell, you know, staff, go get them, go get them. And the staff are like, I guess we have to, this is what we're doing. So it's really like the second class citizen that's being attacked right now in Hawaii. What do you guys want to do? Are you wanting to leave? I mean, I, I, like how many people around you believe like what you believe? I mean, do you have a small support group or what is it like out there? I'm like getting super excited about that because that is, uh, that is what's keeping me sane um, is having our group and are there freedom fighters? There are actually many of us. What I hate hearing is there are few of you stop saying that. That's a lie. There are actually many of us. There's just a lot of people who are closeted. People forget Oahu itself too. We have a huge military base here and they cannot speak out or show up to certain events. And they are against this. And again, we're being denied medical exemptions. You talked about anxiety. I have crazy anxiety every time I have to go into any store period, because I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if it's going to be a staff. I don't know if it's going to be the manager. And I don't know if it's going to be the police. I don't know if I'm going to be arrested. And you have to almost mentally prep for what level you're going to take it. Um, And also the harassment, like Jane said too, the customers, you, this gang mentality. So we do have a core group of freedom fighters and we do have events together and we are trying to recruit more people. And a lot of people, it's trying to get that message out because Again, what does the news and the media do? They lessen our numbers. They lie. They don't give us coverage at all. We have our own independent media right now covering this. We just had a huge court case the other day. Absolutely no coverage, none in Hawaii as a whole. So this is a court case by Lavana Loma and For Our Rights. Um, You can follow them on forourrights.org. And she's actually my inspiration. So she's one of the first people to ever get arrested for wearing a mask or not wearing a mask. So, um, and I help her in her movement as well and educating businesses on putting them on legal notice. Also, if you're still scared, had become a private membership association, Um, but she has a couple of court cases going on. But this one in particular is extra special because people forget emergency orders are supposed to end after 60 days here. We are two years into this. They have extended it, extended it, and extended it. That needs to go through legislation after the 60 days and you need to refile. They never did that. So again, we keep saying mandates are not law. Legislation, it still has to be passed. So what's going on right now is completely illegal. Um, And so she took that to court and we finally got our day in court and it's a very big deal. And again, the ruling could take up to one month. So, I mean, we were just all there just trying to again, show solidarity and support. There was only 40 people allowed in the courtroom. What was extra special, this is the first court case though that people were allowed in the courtroom. Oh, that's good. In two years. Yeah, my gosh. It was it was insane. They gave us tickets. It was like the golden ticket. I was like, if we win, I'm framing <laughs> this because I was just so excited. But hearing the, you know, the lawyers speak, 
it's it was very interesting even being in that surrounding everyone separated people are in like glass boxes of like plastic and yeah. in my head I'm just like what is this um I was gonna say you know that this is a big psyop and it's not true right I mean there was <laughs> something with COVID and everything but the way the numbers are coming back this is just not it's just not true what's going on there's a different agenda and a different thing going on and so you fighting it is very very important even though if your friends don't understand it's so important that you fight for them because they they don't they'll eventually maybe get it and if they don't ever get it then I guess they're lost cause but you know it's really important you guys are the backbone of of that area of in, in our, of our country fighting for this it's so important what you're doing like and I think that's where our passion comes from is these are your rights too like and if we just dismiss them as a whole we're forgetting the core foundation of our constitution and of our laws are in place to protect us and a lot of people who have even had the jab are in complete alliance with being against yeah. the discrimination and segregation and I do want to I have this piece of paper but again it basically states the resolution 21194 which is what we're under right now and we basically had over 8,000 people within 24 hours. They only gave us 24 hours to give verbal testimony and written testimony. 1% was for this. 99% of Hawaii as a whole within 24 hours spoke out against this. So I think at the same time, people are scared to say something because they are worried. I mean, I get scared myself just being in a place And civil disobedience is the way we're going to win this. And that's what we're trying to educate right now, knowing your rights, how to exercise your rights. And I was so proud of Jane for doing just that at BOH, which shocked me because two times I have been serviced since that. So when I spoke about my rights, you know, and I, I think that they forget at a bank, it's unsafe to do anything outdoors with money transactions. Um, and I spoke yeah. to nine different banks talking about those policies. And I don't think that they understand what's going on. There's only one bank that actually offers a drive-through like you spoke of. But again, we have a huge crime rate right now that's going on as well. Since these uh, mandates have kind of come into effect, people have lost their jobs. Over a thousand businesses within the first um, order went out of business and they're yep. all local. So when you asked, do I want to stay? Am I staying? I mean, I am terrified if the law gets passed that I can't fly, but this is my home and I am literally willing to die for this cause. There is nothing going to sway me. So you can, I mean, I've been through the ringer with some situations and there's just nothing more, more that I'm passionate about right now than this. Because again, I just watched a video about the Patriots and I was reading, they gave up everything. All those people who signed that constitution and the declaration of independence, I was like, wow, like their history and stories. And I don't think people understand the severity. If you give a little bit of your right away, that's all it takes. And this whole mass thing, again, it's not about safety. It's about compliance. This is just the beginning of what's to come. So I am, I'm, dead set on just being an activist and trying to raise awareness to this yeah that's really great just 
Go ahead. And just to follow up on the Supreme Court case, you know, we are all excited because the argument's really great. We have a lot of hope there. But of course, they pause to make a decision later. And then Governor Ige reissues the emergency orders once again. So we're under them for another 60 days. And we're just like, oh, my gosh, why is it still going on? Like, it's craziness. They just keep rolling it. Well, (laughs) what are the schools having to deal with these young kids who are not at risk at all how how is Hawaii dealing with them are they all mandated to get vaccines oh yeah and wear the mask I mean I was just talking to a six-year-old and we were talking about what she does on recess and I was like oh do you play tag she's like yeah but we're not allowed to touch there's no hugging and I'm like how do you play tag without touching this is so strange right and you know she's like I don't like wearing the mask but we have to do it and her father is against the mask as well but he's like you know I don't want to take her out of school I want her to have her friends and everything so the kids are in this weird situation where their parents want them in school but they have to follow all these rules and they can't even play tag and you know we even have kids that have stood up against the mask and they've been pulled out of school been told to leave these are public schools that their parents are paying through their taxes and their child is no longer welcome at school because they don't want to wear a mask. Yeah. And where, where are they going now? Is it just homeschooling or? Um, that child's been at school. Um, she said, eventually they send it, they mailed her some homework assignments for him after a week of him not being in school. So yeah, homeschool for now. And there's other situations right now that are going on behind the scenes that I'm kind of trying to help people with um, or educate people. We are encouraging academies. Um, You cannot call them schools, but you can start your own programs here. Yep. Uh, Yep. Finding the land and the support group. Maui right now has a great program for kids that they're pulling out of school. What I am saying is pull your kids out of school because yes, it's, it's child abuse right now. Yes, I'm sorry. Eight hours. They are playing outside with masks. It, it breaks my heart. And not only that, but how many parents actually write me their personal stories and are terrified for their kids because their best friend that they've had forever, all of a sudden is giving them a hard time. And the teachers are calling these kids out in school saying, okay, who's been vaccinated? Who hasn't? If I don't understand segregation, discrimination. So what are they doing? 10. So are they, so what they're are they is, pointing is it, out the kids who aren't vaccinated and giving them a lashing, verbal lashing in front of all the other kids? It's not just a verbal lashing what's happening. It's telling them, okay, you need to go home. Because what's happening is if there's one outbreak and anyone's been exposed, only the unvaccinated get sent home for quarantine. So a lot of these kids are constantly having to go home anyway. And I will tell you the homeschooling process of you know, the actual school system and this online kind of program is awful. It's disgusting. I am, that's not education. Um, and I don't even like what they're teaching in the schools half the time. I'm, I'm shocked. A lot of, even the higher education schools, a lot of it's about interaction, um, coexisting with people, creating critical thinking, and they're so isolated. They're looking on screens all day. That alone, I don't, we teach kids to be outdoors, to, again, not look at the screen. I want you to be active. There's so many things that go into being so close to technology, too. I just don't understand the disconnect and why they're doing this. Would you even want people like that teaching your kids? I mean, a homeschool, I, I, you know, I would, I would rather send my kids to a school where the people are, can critically think. 
I mean, if they can't critically think, how good of a teacher are they? So it's like, well, this school is terrible. I got to get my kid out just so they can have a decent education, let alone be happy and mentally healthy. I mean, we're at, we're putting these kids at risk from a mental health standpoint and you put them in front of idiots who can't even critically think. Well, that's one of the arguments that we get a lot is that the kids are doing it for the teachers, right? They're wearing the mask for the teachers are being vaccinated for the teachers so they don't get sick. But there's a lot of teachers that have been standing up against this and they're all getting fired. So, you know, or they're having to do rigorous testing every week with a very small paycheck. And these tests are a hundred dollars a week. So they're going broke, like not able to feed their kids because they want to keep their job. Yeah. Let them be the homeschool teachers, do a co-op where they keep teaching. They get paid. They don't have to do all these testing and they can critically think those are the ones you want teaching your kids, all the other idiots, they're being fired. Then let's go get them to, to, to do this because the people getting fired tells me, Oh, they're pretty good. Right. It's happening. It's happening. So there's, there's a lot of parents too, who are gathering together to create these communities for their kids as well. Um, I mean, the fact that they took cursive out of school, which is literally what our constitution is written (laughs) in terrifies me. Um, I am worried about being what, like what's being taught in schools. And at the same time, I absolutely continue to encourage everyone creating their communities and that's kind of what I say here it's your safe haven it's um it's the people who are like-minded and we're not trying to isolate other people per se but because we are so isolated and segregated we need to make sure that we unite and have that power back and just that community base and knowing you are not alone and I keep trying to tell people you are not alone um and to create that support group, have that friend you shop with, have, um, you know, all those moms get together and help those children. And it is happening. It's actually beautiful. I'm a part of a group for moms. I'm not even a mom yet. And like, <laughs> it's just one of those things Good. because they want me to be involved in it. But it's like, it's beautiful seeing these communities. What terrifies me is our connections with everyone. And that's kind of where I'm at right now, because social media is kind of our go-to. But if we're all silenced and censored, then how do we get the messages out? You know, how do we share information? How do we create these communities? And that's the next process right now that I'm kind of nervous about as a whole because the censorship, I mean, I'm, I'm in Facebook jail. I'm sure everyone's been in Facebook jail, but it's like, I have to have other people now posting for me, commenting and sharing, and that can hurt our group events. Do you know what I'm saying? And how we communicate. Well, and hopefully you can get people to start migrating off of those censored systems onto other non-censored, like Bastion is a good uh, system, like a Facebook type where you can put uh, videos and all those things, but it's decentralized and they can't censor it. And in fact, if they take the internet down, it'll still be available, which you might want to look into with your group, because if the internet goes down in Hawaii, which they could do, then you can still have a way to communicate. And, and I believe be in getting important. your little uh, walkie talkies. I, I, we're talking about doing this as a core um, yeah. and having a meetup spot, no matter what, if that does actually happen, because they are running trials on that. So I do get worried about that. Absolutely. And again, we are on an island. So I'm like, yeah, we are more isolated as a whole from like the community. I can't drive from point A to point B. So um, sometimes that just makes me nervous, right? 
and our gun laws are very uh, strict here as well. So it's like, you want your core group, you got to have all of the above. Well, can you be armed? How do they deal with it? You have to, because it's part of the constitution, but are you armed? Are you ready to go? Because all of you guys need to be armed. Well, in Hawaii, the permit process for getting a gun is just really long and it takes forever. So you can get a gun. It's just, you got to wait in line. Well, and they have line, real restrictions. Yeah, they have real restrictions too on even um, the transport of it. Like you have to have it locked up. It has to be transported from point A to point B. You can't just go about it. We don't have the open carry. Like it's um, it's very strict here. Yeah, so, that's unconstitutional. I, yeah. They're going to start going after that and because people should be able to, I mean, that's what this, the second amendment is. So they're not following the constitution, which isn't a surprise. But Jane, when it comes to banking, what did you do? I mean, because they cut your, yeah. close your account. Who are you banking with now? Yeah. So, you know, we started the Boycott Bank of Hawaii campaign and we got a lot of people to move their money, just waking people up to the corruption that is banking and the banking system in Hawaii. Like we said, we're isolated. They have such a monopoly on us. And I am in the process of waiting for them to officially close my account because they're doing so forcibly. So the last update is that I went to the bank. I served them a cease and desist, said I don't want to close my bank account. And they said my options were to either take out the money right now or wait for a check in the mail. So they have doubled down on their decision to close my account forcibly. They continually say that it's not because I wasn't wearing a mask. And they say, we don't close people's accounts because they don't wear a mask. But I have other stories where the same thing happened. And some of them didn't even read their rights and go as far as I did. They just had a nice day at the bank. They weren't wearing a mask. They went in and they got their money and they left. And then suddenly their bank account was closed and they asked oh, them wow. to come in and they said it was because of the mask. But of course, they don't have any of this recorded. But, you know, it, there's other instances where the same exact thing happened and people have been harassed and segregated for not wearing a mask when, again, the bank is not a medical practitioner they're not a licensed medical doctor or anything like that and they're telling people to put a mask on their face to come inside to do their banking or stand outside in a walkway and be serviced like that well they're mandating something that doesn't work and then they're keeping so it's an arbitrary thing that's irrelevant and then they're using that to discriminate against you what they're really discriminating against is people who don't follow indiscriminately they don't like the fact that you can think for yourself because Anybody that is wearing a mask now and just, they're just blindly following and doing what they're told. So they're discriminating against people who won't do what they're told. Yeah. Because a mask is stupid. Yeah. I mean, it is. Take the diaper off your face, please. Well, it just, it doesn't even, I mean, it's stupid that way, but it doesn't, it doesn't work. And children have their, the numbers are coming out and they're seeing 364. This is Florida. Um, the numbers are seeing 364% increase in child delay, speech delays because of the, they're thinking it's a mask. Yeah, and that's what I we're every, doing. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, Jerry. It's okay. I, I was just going to say, I tell the adults, like, try learn Spanish with the mask on. You, it'll be really hard. <laughs> but go well, ahead, And ch- children development. I'm, I'm, there's studies coming out right now about babies um and little kids in the very beginning and people forget what about um the deaf community as well I I worked with special needs for over 15 years and what terrifies me is also the special needs community speech you know that's also the violation why we don't wear a mask again it's my constitutional right freedom of speech right well if I have this over my face how well can you hear me like again that's why people are constantly taking it down you cannot take away my freedom of speech 
And you do that with a mask. Yeah. And deaf people yeah. oh. just can't hear at all. I mean, they can't, yeah. they don't know what's going on. Well, what would you guys like people to know? I mean, how can I help you? Cause I know you guys are an absolute tyranny and it's frightening. And, and so we need to, the, the citizens in the freer area of the country need to help you. And you guys need to figure out ways to become stronger. So what can I do to help you? Well, we need our sh stories shared wide and far because right now the Hawaii government thinks that they can suppress our stories and not share them and not report them and we'll just go away and we'll continue to comply. So if people start talking about Hawaii and put this on a national platform, a global platform, then our leaders may start to be embarrassed because right now they're just not embarrassed in front of their own citizens that they're in charge of. And we need to embarrass them on a global scale and let them know that this is not right and people are against the, these policies. Well, and it's a, a little bit worse in Hawaii because at least in LA, they can people can drive 40 minutes away and go to another county. Or in New York, it's just a city like where I'm at, the Twin Cities is bad, but this, the suburbs aren't as bad. Whereas you guys got the whole place. Yeah, we're stuck here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like the worst in the country from that perspective. Yeah, and the difference too is every every county is different, which means every island, right? So Oahu, our island, is very strict, and Maui is also very strict. Um, I'm I was actually shocked. So Maui is the first island right now to say, um, in order to be considered fully vaccinated, you must have your booster. Uh, it doesn't this, work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We can go into all that. I know, I know. I just, <laughs> yeah, it's just days. asinine. But, but the one that goal, doesn't work and carries a lot of risk, you have to have that. Yeah, and I just appreciate you even just giving us a platform because again, just spreading this message, Jane is so correct. That is exactly what we need to do. What can you guys do? You can call our politicians. You guys can make the phone calls too. You guys actually, other states have protected other states in their rights. So my goal is to also educate people on their rights. So again, that's the biggest thing right now, taking affidavit classes, learning common law, constitutional law, um, arming yourself before going into anywhere. Because again, I think where we're lacking as a society is understanding the base and the core foundation of what this country is built on. Hawaii itself has its own constitution as well. So, you know, a lot of times we have this battle of, um, you know, the faces that are kind of leading things. But at the same time, these are all everyone's right. And again, with the land here, it is built on sovereign land. And so these rights are everybody's and we have to be talking about it. Because again, the coercion, I mean, these are all offenses. And I have in front of me like certain information that I carry packets and I tell people, you may not be able to memorize it all. And I don't expect you to, but we do have videos and we are trying to help people and teaching them how to just practice civil disobedience. That is my goal because the only way to end these wars and what I'm seeing all over the world is civil disobedience. And I everybody think just doesn't do it. We're like, yes. okay, we're just not, we're, all of us, we're just not going to do it. The problem is, is there's this, this un misunderstanding and they don't know. It's a paradigm change to know what it means to be free. And they think they know, but they don't because they're in this box and they're following orders and just saying, yes, sir, yes, sir, with their actions. They don't know yeah. what it means to be free. And um, that's something that people need to regain. 
Yeah, Absolutely. and I will say in Hawaii, we have a history of the government just kind of putting people in their place, like, you know, the overthrow of the kingdom of Hawaii and the annexation. And then also even in World War II, like Japanese culture was kind of wiped out for a bit when, yes. you know, like my grandpa, they took Japanese language out of his school. He was stoked because he was doing really bad at it, but, you know, <laughs> they really wiped it out. And so we, Japanese is a huge culture out here. So they already have been put in their place and they don't want to feel that again. Like they want to comply and just be part of the solution. And same with the Hawaiian culture, like some of them fight back, but a lot of them just want to be part of the culture and comply and like protect their ohana, their family. So we have a history of the government putting their thumb down and that's why we want to inspire people to go against it even more. But unfortunately it's a reason why people don't go against it. But, but that's what I want to, I want to say is right now, if you don't go against it, you're not protecting your family, especially when this vaccine is so, yeah, if this vaccine is so dangerous and the, the tyranny is so dangerous that if you don't stand up, you're not protecting your family. That's, I, I think it's pretty agree. basic, you know. It sounds basic to us I because know. we educate it's ourselves on the other side, right? And actual truth, who's funding these studies? I who's know. putting this out? What are the intentions? Yeah. And I don't think that people see the bigger picture. Again, there's, they're thinking, okay, right now. And it, what blows my mind at this point, we're two years into this. So it's like, I hear what you're saying, guys, but at the same time, when have you, I, I always say, I love my country, but I fear my government. Like it is a history. It's a history that they have proven and time and time again to lie, to manipulate. And again, the control. So if we don't start being our own activists for ourselves and being our own lioness, lion inside, we need more people to rise up. And honestly, that's kind of the point that I'm at is how can I spark that fire? How can I help educate? And we do need to do this. And again, through that is through our rights. And just, I share information as much as I can on these studies and people will come back. And unfortunately, like I said, they are disillusioned and this is separating families. Like I have part of my family. I am not on great terms with when it comes to this, you know, they don't like what I'm doing. Um, but they also aren't living my life. Well, you're in good company. Jesus was thought hmm? to be crazy too. I said, you're in great company. Jesus was thought to be crazy too. Yeah. And I'd yeah. rather, I'd rather I stand by everything. I can back it up. I stand by it and I will stand strong period. Yeah. And something else people can do. I just wanted to mention, Jess, I know you have a GoFundMe because we are facing like legal expenses and a lot of things. So I don't know if you can speak on that, Jess. Yeah, so we started GoFundMe, um, and this is kind of for advertisement, spreading the message. We want to create more um, where we're going around the island, because that's the other thing, different parts of the island, different communities. So sharing this information, getting more people awake and involved, as well as the legalities. Yes, we are having to bail people out right now, you know, who are getting arrested. And I do my best to create this core group, like I said, a support group that when people are in trouble, they call us for the most part. My best friend, Ryan Luther, he is a beast. He is a man of just integrity, strength, and pretty much kind of what we need in this community as a whole when we look at men nowadays. He stands by the law, the constitution. He is smart and goal-oriented, and he is out there 
exercising this. And he is not just exercising his rights, he's winning. And we pair up to shop together and we give our information out, educating people on this because we want to empower them, but also know that they're not alone. So we have been called um, by certain people in the community and we are having to bail them out and help them in this and do this. We're doing it all volunteer work. And we have, we paid out of pocket for pretty much everything so far. I haven't even touched the GoFundMe. So I, my goal is to keep collecting and then reimbursing people in certain areas, because again, that's, that's what we need. We need that support. And Lavana Loma too, for four our rights, these cases aren't cheap. You know, we send money also. We like, I sent over $300 to her um, from a hefty donation that I got from the mainland people in Arizona. I was so grateful. And I was like, Hey, because we have this court case, I want to help build that. So again, we're very cautious of how we spend the money. We respect everyone and love everyone who's willing to donate. Again, we volunteer our time. And that I think is the other part. I dedicate my life to this right now and all my volunteer time. So I think people have to understand even sharing with different islands. And so any little bit does help. And again, even with the information that we're sharing, it's just, it's powerful. And so we're so appreciative if anyone can donate. That is huge. And you use this money to help bail people out of prison, to do the court cases. It 100% goes to all this because 100% of your time is volunteer as well. And these are the kinds of organizations we want to support. And um, do you have a website as well that people can go to? You have to give me the GoFundMe link so we can do yeah, that. Be so careful I have with go- the GoFundMe link, by the way. Yeah, so GoFundMe have- isn't always reliable. Yeah, so but- I do take Venmo. And um, I just ask that when you do send me a Venmo, you send me a message saying what you want it to go for. What if you just want it to go for advertising? What if you just want to show support? Like I'm traveling to different islands, speaking and doing certain stuff. Oh, I want you to take care of this. Like I understand, you know, it, people donate for different reasons, but I usually ask them what specifically do you want your money to go for? And then it's delegated towards that. So or if Lavana they just Loma, trust you, so I mean, if they, if they just yeah. trust, if you just trust her, then just tell yeah. her that. And then you can use it. What makes them absolutely, sense. absolutely. And just know guys, I'm full disclosure too. So, um, I can give you a receipt. I can give you a track record. I do all of Perfect. that. Um, Perfect. yeah, I can mail you it's I'm very, uh, I get very worried because I understand money is corrupt and people can be corrupt. Yeah, so yeah, I am true. full disclosure. I put myself out there in every respect and I have been so cautious of how I spent the money and I do update the GoFundMe as well. I'm not a huge fan. Like I, like you said of GoFundMe, but we do have one. Um, and there are other organizations doing stuff like this in Hawaii as a whole. Um, and even just our independent media covering all this as well. So we can easily send you all that yep. information so you guys can see what's actually happening uh it's it's a scary time for us and we really do need all the support yeah Yeah, like that supreme court case you know no newspapers were there no media outlets the only media outlet that was in there was our friend he has a following of like 800 a thousand people and he applied for an international press pass with jess and that's the only reason why they let him into the supreme court hearing wow it's just so ridiculous that it's not being covered well it shows you how corrupt the media is and the people in the media who are not corrupt are too scared to do anything. Um, they don't want to lose their jobs, but at yeah, this point, even, we're um, crossing that yeah. lexicon where it's re- we're ready to, you got to do something. Go ahead. 
Yeah. And even us as citizens, you know, we're representing ourselves in court. We're doing all the research because even the attorneys out here, they will not touch. If you call them and say, this is a case about the mandates, they're like, I'm not doing any cases about that. That's across the board. We've called every civil rights attorney on the islands. No one will take our cases. And it's just sad how, how strong the arm of the government has really seeped into every aspect of society here. Yeah, I'm really sorry that you're dealing with this. It's it's probably one of the worst places, if not the worst place in the country right now because you're so isolated. Um, do you have a website or any kind of place where people can go? So I don't have a website, um, but I do have my social media and that's kind of been my base. I run a Telegram group as well. Um, but I run this group called Hawaiian Patriot Business Alliance, as well as a lot of people find me on Instagram. That's I'm not as censored on Instagram, I found. So I do uh, share a lot of information on there. Um, and it is my underscore H-I-L-I-F-E underscore E-Y-E-S, my high life eyes. Um, and I show up as Priya Jessica. And again, we are trying to share as much information as possible through these networks. Hopefully soon we have one person who um, is starting a website and we'll start linking more of everything. And again, that's been a process through all of this as well. Yeah, I understand. Now, do you, Jane, you are in the same group as her. So do you use her? Do you have your own? So anyone can get a hold of me on Instagram. It's Jane Blue, J-A-N-E-B-L-U-E-E. And I also have my business website with my contact info listed. It's internaldynamics.com. And what does your business do? Oh, I'm a hypnotherapist. So I know all about this mass hypnosis and psychosis and all of that. You know, even when you're talking about cursive, uh, when you write in print, it's a way to hide your identity and kind of go, if someone's writing in print, they can hide different personality traits about themselves. So cursive is such a beautiful handwriting because it's more expressive, more creative. It allows you to kind of flourish your letters and make them more sing-songy. So it's sad that kids aren't getting that opportunity in schools. But yeah, about the mass hypnosis and psychosis, you know, I see it every day. And unfortunately, one of the best ways to get out of that is to change your environment. But these People are just listening to the news all day, every day. And it's just lulling them into that sleep that they're not turn, even aware. Turn off the television. <laughs> As a hypnotist, do you see the, um, the tricks of the trade being done by the media? I mean, yeah, every profession actually uses hypnotic tricks, oh, yeah. like a doctor's office. You know, you're walking down the hallway, they have their certificates on the wall and and then they, you walk in and they're wearing their lab coat. They have all this information because they went to medical school and you didn't. So you're already in a state of trance, just like, okay, you have information that I don't have. You're wearing this outfit. You must know what you're talking about. And you're more ready to listen to them. The government does the same thing. They have, you know, their seals on the wall. They're standing on a pedestal. They've been elected by the people. They have all these rules that you're not aware of. So you're more apt to just listen to them as an authority figure. And that in and of itself is hypnotic. But then they're doing more, right, with this. This whole COVID thing has a a lot of tricks of the trade. I like to tell people that whenever you listen to a song that you like on the radio, at first you don't like it, and then you listen to it, you know, 10, 15 times, and suddenly you're singing along, you know all the words, right? They've just beat down these people with all the same rhetoric over and over. Like we said, it's been two years, and it's been the same talking points, just changed slightly here and there. Uh, and even now, you know, they're saying, oh, the cloth mask that your grandma made, it doesn't really work. You need an N95. That's why. And so people are like, oh, 
And it's this like stick and the carrot situation, you know, where it's an abusive situation where they're like, oh, there's this terrible problem. It's so, so bad, but here's a solution. Like we're your savior. We know the solution. So if you just keep listening to us, we'll keep giving you solutions, even though if you, yeah, if you look behind the scenes, you're like, well, where's this problem coming from? We've given you a ton of money and you're not solving it, but you're telling us that we need to change the mask that we're wearing and then it will go away. Like it's getting ridiculous at this point, but people are so entranced and so dependent on the government for the solutions that they don't they're not aware that they can just find solutions on their own yes that's very true well thank you so much for coming to the program and keep me posted i really appreciate you guys everybody appreciates the fight that you've taken on we need people like you we need a lot more people like you so i hope people you know watch this far and wide i hope you guys share this far and wide and everybody watching it does and we get more help for you and for others like you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for just giving us a little bit of a platform. That to me is, it's everything. So we need more people like you and thank you for doing what you do. Yeah, you're welcome and take care. Stay strong. Yes. All right, aloha.